Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. For her, Sister Lou, tell us what God has done for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I am Rutendo from the main branch. Hallelujah. Uh, you all are saying it wrong. The ladies are supposed to say ah, ah. and the men were saying duh. Yeah, you're supposed, I mean, you're the man of the house, so we're supposed to feel your authority wow. when we enter. Voice. Yeah, with a deep voice. My God. If you don't have a deep voice, go pray about it. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my testimony is about healing. Amen. Amen. Run about on the 11th of December, uh, 2019, I just started feeling uneasy and unusual. And I was supposed to meet with Bishop that day. So uh, as I was doing whatever I was supposed to be doing, I got worse. And then I decided, okay, let me just drive to the hospital. And then when I got to um, the hospital, my vitals were very low. Almost everything. I mean, I, I run. And the most important thing about a runner is the heart rate. And then when I got there, my heart rate was the opposite of, of, of an athlete. It was very low. And they were asking me, what's wrong? I said, I'm here for you to tell me what is wrong because I'm not feeling fine. Mm -hmm. And then I also notified Bishop that I'm in the, um, the casualty ward. And then he did come. And then he said a word of prayer to say, nothing is wrong with you. You are fine. And then I believed. I said, amen. And they ran all t uh, sort of tests. And then <clears throat> they said, no. With your vitals being low, you need to be admitted. And we need to run an MRI test for, on your brain because everything was just acting unusual. I said, okay, fine. And um, then they let me go that day. And then that was a Thursday. And then I came to church the following, the same Sunday. And after the church, I could feel that I'm just trying to act strong. It's, it's not going well at all. And then I decided to drive back to the hospital. And when I got there, they said, we are not letting you go this time around. My heart rate got worse. I couldn't walk properly with my left leg. My right hand became very useless because mm. I couldn't even squeeze with it. And as I was there, um, brethren came to see me, also Bishop and um, Lady Pastor Dela, saying, there is nothing wrong with you. And then I had to believe. And I stayed in the hospital for two weeks. They ran all sorts of tests. I mean, St. Ains, I've been to every lab downstairs. Every day, three o'clock, four o'clock, they had to come and take my blood. Mm. But with the blood of the lamb, all the tests came back negative. Amen. 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 I had to believe the testimony even before running the test. But... I would not lie to you and say my, test, my faith was not tested because it got to a point where I was so in pain. You know, when you're in pain, they give you painkillers. They put you on different ribs. 
they have you on different machines. I was in high care, so everything was being monitored. It got to a point where I was just like, if this is it, it's fine. I think I've accomplished a lot with my uh, simple 20-something life. So, God, uh, if you're calling me home, it's fine. But then I had to also remember that the loved ones are praying for me. Mm. And um, they had to boost my faith. And, I mean, my name in English, Rutendo, means faith. I had to remember why I was named faith. Yeah. Then I had to work on that faith to say, the word of the testimony that was testified, testified over my health will come to pass. I will walk out of the hospital and I will walk out walking, not limping, and mm. my hand will still be fine. And then it got to a point where I almost lost sight also with my right eye. Wow. I said, hey, Charlie, I can't walk with one eye. I mm. can't run with one eye. I can't work with one eye. I can't be taking photos with one eye. Mm. It has to come right. But glory be to God. Amen. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and I'm standing here before you guys fully healed. I mean, I yeah. remember when I would come, Bishop, I would tell Bishop, my leg is still not right. He will pray for it. Mm. I would tell LP, my hand is still not right. They will pray for my hand. They will pray for my leg. And by the blood of the testimony, uh, by the blood of Jesus Amen. Christ, I'm giving a testimony today to say all is well. I've even gone back to running to wow. show that I am now capable of doing everything. I mean, I don't have uh, the, the freezes in my right eye like I used to. When I open my eye, the next thing I can't see anything, then I have mm. to rub it, although they advise me not to rub it, just wow. to let it naturally do its own thing. But you will get frustrated if you open your eye and you don't see mm. with it. And then I'm saying, God has done it for me. And if you believe, He'll do it for you he will also. do it for you. I mean, I was told, wow. to, take, I was told to take communion mm. and, and, and recite it with the bishop and believe. And then I believe to say, I will walk out of this hospital and all my vitals will be restored to Amen. how they were from the 10th of December going backwards. Because I was not going with the vitals from the 11th of December going forward. I said... The blood will reverse whatever the enemy is trying to do in my Amen. system. And it was done for me. And I, if you believe, it can also be done for you, for your loved ones, and for whoever you are believing a healing for in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank Amen. Give Jesus a round of applause, someone. I see the word of the prophet resting upon you. Whatever the doctor has diagnosed, as the prophet has said, nothing is wrong with you. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's a powerful testimony. Can we welcome... Bishop to the platform, please. For a powerful time, wow, you wow. can do better. Why don't you give Jesus a shout of praise, please? I didn't hear you. Was that for Jesus? Wow. What a powerful testimony. The Bible says, whose report shall we believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. The doctor may be saying that your vitals are wrong. But the question is, what is God saying? God is saying something good about you. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Wonderful. We want to spend some time to pray quickly before we continue with the service. Now, this is the part of the service that God visits us. This is the part of the service that God answers our prayers. This is the part of the service that God brings miracles our way. If you are expecting a miracle, put your hands together for the Lord quickly. Genesis 26 is the piece of scripture we want to read and then we are going to pray. So Genesis chapter 26, 
We're reading from verse 1. We'll read verse 1, verse 2. We'll read a few more verses. Bible says that, and there was famine in the land besides the famine that was, that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and unto Gerar. Now, I think this one is enough. This piece of scripture tells us that Isaac was in a situation where he couldn't handle anymore. Bible says far, there was farming in the land. Farming represents a dry time, a difficult time where nothing is working. I'm sure quite a number of us can identify with Isaac that some things are not working. You have pursued one girl for a very long time to be loved, those here, to marry her. Just when you made the move, she said, no, 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 not you, the other one. You have finished school since four years ago. You have sent applications and now even you have lost track of the company. You have gone to ESCOM three times because you have forgotten that you came there. Do you get it? That was the same situation for Isaac. So Isaac decided to do something about it. The Bible says, but the Lord appeared, verse 2, and the Lord said to Abraham, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I will show you and I will bless you and I will be with you and I will bless you. Alright? Now, after God had blessed Isaac, Bible says, let's go to um, 12. Bible says about Abraham, um, Isaac. Bible says, and Isaac sowed in that same land that year and reaped an hundredfold. The same land that things were not working. This year, things that were not working last year will work for you this year. Bible says, Isaac sowed on the word of the Lord. Isaac sowed in that same land that year. And he reaped a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. This year you'll be a carrier of God's blessing. Next verse. It says. And the man Isaac waxed great. And went forward. And grew until he became very great. I read it again. And the man Isaac waxed great. And moved forward. And grew until he became very great. Today, our prayer is that we as Christians will move forward. In your Christian life, you will move forward. In your finances, you will move forward. In your health, you will move forward. You won't go to the doctor for them to give you an evil report. That you will move forward in your health. Whatever you have been struggling with in your health, this year you are moving forward. You are becoming stronger and stronger. In your finances, you will move forward. Look, just a few, maybe yesterday or, no, when was Valentine's Day? That day. My wife was giving me rap, so... We were talking about, I think, something. And we, we, she was telling that, do, do you remember when we used to go for some meetings? And then when they, we were talking about traveling, okay? There were, there were people who called us for different meetings to um, talk to us about travel plans. If you want to travel, may you travel one of these days. Amen. If you want to travel, what to pay so that you get onto the plan. And the monies they were mentioned sounded very outrageous and unbeliever we will sit there and be like huh? 
Do people pay these monies? Just to go here. I might as well start walking now so that I get there. And she was just telling me that, do you realize that those same things don't sound outrageous to us anymore today? It's the blessing of God. We are praying that financially you will take a step forward. That things that look unbelievable to you will become common for you from today. In the name of Jesus. That every, some of you have been in the university for four years. You are still in second year. This year you will move to third year. You will complete, you will pass and you will move to the next year. You will, this, this, by reason of this prayer, you will never be on Kalabonvu. What's Kalabonvu? What does it mean? Danger, danger. It's like UK Satan is always trying to rusticate you. Trying to exclude you. This year is the last year for that. This year, when you write exams, you will pass. Amen. I said, when you write exams, you will pass. Amen. That you will move forward in whatever. In your work with God, you will move forward. Amen. Some of you have been church members for too long. It's time to rise up and become leaders in the church. Amen. It's time to rise up and become shepherds in the church. Amen. Every day, somebody is coming to carry you. This year, you will also go and carry people and bring them to church. Amen. You are moving forward. That should be your prayer today. Lift up your voice wherever you are and begin to call on God. Say, Lord, any area in your life that you feel that you are stuck. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your relationship. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your ministry. Maybe, maybe it's your finances. But you see, some of you have been working too long. It's time to drive a car. Today, lift up your voice and just begin to speak. Today's prayer time is a very short time. But lift up your voice and just begin to pray. Begin to pray wherever you are. Bando Kaleba. Your basenta has been three members for too long. It's time for it to grow. Your center has been 30 members for too long. It's time for it to move forward. It's time for it to move forward. Lift up your voice and just Lepakota sekolaya, lento talibos kepando kaleba, rapando lobos etoriada. That you will move forward as a man, you will move forward as a woman, you will move forward as a student, you will move forward as a child, you will move forward as a parent. In the name of Jesus, at your workplace, you will move forward. The Bible says promotion cometh not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the north. But it cometh from above. God is the one that lifts up one person and sets another person down. Oh, God is lifting up somebody. God is lifting up somebody. Lampando Kaleba Kalotaya. Ripato Talibo Kosikaya. Lento Taliba. Lento Taliba. Lento Taliba. Lento Taliba. Kato Kaleba. Kando Lobo Seto. Lampando Kaleba. Lift up your voice wherever you are and pray. Your relationship has been at the standstill. You can't see whether it's going forward, whether it's going backwards. Lift up your voice, pray right now. 
Lift your hands wherever you are. Another thing I want us to pray for quickly is to bind demons. We just have one minute to bind demons. Now, who are demons? Demons are agents of the devil. They are like Satan's small boys that he sends around to do dirty work for him. So when he wants to do something, you just send one of his demons to get it done. Just as angels are like gods, gods, small boys that he sends around to get things done. The same way demons are Satan's small boys that he sends around. You see, to, to, to make sure that we don't achieve, we don't move forward, we don't achieve the things we want to achieve. I want you to lift up your hand wherever you are. Any demon that is in your life, begin Any to demon. bind it. That we prevents bind. you from going forward. That prevents demon. you from making progress. That prevents you from stepping into your blessing. Begin to bind it wherever you are. Bind it. Bind it. Bind it. Bind means to restrict. To restrict. Restrict their activities. Stop them. Stop them right now. Stop them right now. Lift up your hands wherever you are. This is your week of progress. Amen. You will see advancement in your life Amen. Like never before. Because God is working. He's up to something. He's working in your life. Amen. He's working to move you forward. Amen. He's working to progress you. Amen. He's working to make sure you advance Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every enemy of your progress. Every enemy of your moving forward. Yes, Lord. Every enemy of your prevalence. Yes, Lord. Every enemy of your existence Lord, is bound today in Amen. the name of Jesus. By the power of God's word and by the blood of the Lamb. In the name of Jesus, we lift up a standard against yes, the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of from Jesus. today, 
you are taking a step forward. Amen. I said you are taking a step forward. Amen. In your education, you are taking a step forward. Amen. You are taking a step forward in your education. Amen. In your finances, you are taking a step forward. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In your ministry, yes, Lord. You are walking into your calling, Professor. Today. Yes. You are taking a step into your calling. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you. We bless you. Lift your hands. Just thank God wherever you are. Thank Just thank him wherever you are. We bless you, Jesus. Thank him wherever you are. Thank him wherever. Give Jesus a round of applause, somebody. You all you can do better. Breakthroughs happen. The stars. God is so great, yet it seems so far But when I talk to him It seems that he doesn't even hear How can I love God whom I cannot see? This is my dream, the goal of my life So take my to thee all my days I give to thee to love you Lord is the great command Lord I want to love you more fall in love with you so deeply Lord show me how to love you
just like Jesus, he who loved the furthest soul. I know that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I give to Thee. To be in church today. Wow, wow. I want to teach you a short song. We'll teach you just a part of it and then we'll preach, okay? The song says, God is working. He's up to something. I may not see it, but still I'm trusting. Why? Because God is working. And He's working, He's working. All right? Roll it, brother. Oh, okay. You are the masters of the song. Are you feeling it's Irish? It's a simple song. Right. Here we go. Do, 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 Say, do, 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 do. God is working. He's up to something. I may not see it. But still I'm trusting. God is working. He's working. 
gonna be alright. Every little thing is gonna be alright. Everything is gonna be alright. Yeah. Everything is gonna sing it one more time.
dear Jesus, thank you for coming down from heaven, laying down your life and shedding your blood for us, and rising triumphantly to declare that we will rise again. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity to be together to speak your word to your people. Speak to us. Challenge us. Today, let destinies be defined in the name of Jesus. Let them that are lost find their way back. Lord, help us to reorganize our lives for your purpose and your goal for our lives. Holy Spirit, have absolute control in this place. Speak through me. Minister through me. Let every broken heart be healed today. Let every sick be healed today. Let every depressed be lifted up today. By the entrance of your word. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Say your loudest amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Wow, you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Well, it's exciting to be with you this morning. I bring you greetings from the founder and bishop of the church, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Um, we're in Accra for two weeks for a series of meetings. You'll be there one of these days. And to define which way we want the church to go. So we've come to establish that way. Somebody say amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. So I've been sent by the pastor of the church to come and establish which way the church should go. Amen. Yeah, the church is not going my way. It's going the way of the Lord through the pastor of the church. Somebody say amen. Amen. Good. So it's exciting to be back to see all of you. You all look juicy. You look nice. You look, you look like you've been well fed. You've been taken care of. Which is a good thing. Amen. We are in a good house. Hallelujah. You missed a good place to say amen. So, as I was saying, it's time to set the church in order. Amen. Well, I want to start preaching from this book, Many Are Called. Amen. Matthew 22. Well, before I preach, I want to acknowledge the presence of Pastor Pius. Is that my right? Aubrey Pius, right? Did I get it right? Yeah. Please put your hands together for him. Worshipping with us today. Great. We are excited to have you, sir. We pray that you will be blessed. I'm preaching from this book, Many Are Called. Why? Because many people are called. Imagine if you were God trying to save 7 billion people. If you had a project, such a colossal project, for 7 billion people, would you, would you choose to call just a few people to do that work? Even if you are trying to save only Peter Marisberg, you will not call a few people. How much more you are trying to save 2 billion Chinese people? Who all look alike. 
you would you you want to deploy and employ so many people in that same way god that's exactly what god is doing now do not be deceived by just a few pastors sitting in front to think that really god is just trying to use a few people just a few people will be enough for the work to be done actually god is trying to 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 use so many people to get the work done because the work, amount of work that is available is a lot. Jesus said, the harvest indeed is plenteous, but the laborers, the workers, those who are supposed to do the work, they are just few. Then he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send more people, more laborers into the harvest field. Somebody say amen. amen. So I want to read from Jesus himself. Now many pastors have made us feel, including myself, that it's just a special group of people, just maybe three people who are called. Do you see it? And the rest of the church members are just supposed to be church members, good Christians, sit in the church, pay their tithes, hopefully, and shout amen at times. Do you get it? Uh But it's not true. So a lot of the preachings about how your marriage can work how your school, I mean, you have been in UKZ10 for four years, you are still doing second year, how you can move from second year to third year. Do you get it? How you can change from a bad job to a good job. How to get a wife and marry, seven steps. Or, or how to be noticed by a guy to be married. Number one, smile all the time. Which is true. Girls who don't smile get nobody to marry them. A lady who doesn't smile is like a house without a door. You can't enter the house. Do you see? Your smile says you can talk to me. Your smile tells the person from far away, I'm a nice person. I'm a pl- Nobody wants to marry a beast. So I'm a nice person. You can talk to me. I smile at times. I'm pleasant. So step number one, smile. Step number two, come next Sunday, I'll tell you step number two. I'm talking about many are called. Most of our preaching make church members selfish and self-centered. We never stop to consider why did God save us? Why are we still on this earth? If God saving us, if Jesus dying for us is about going to heaven, why don't we go to heaven immediately after we die? Because it's even better that way because you know since you got born again, the things that have been trying to remove you from being a Christian, it would have been better as soon as you gave your life to Christ, you fall down, you die, then you step into heaven. That's all. So why is God keeping us around? Why are we still on this earth moving around? The reason is simple. God has a purpose for us. The Bible says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. It means God intentionally worked on us. He prepared us. He designed us. He designed you the way you are. God, look look on the board. Proverbs 425, the Bible says, let your eyes look straight before you. Okay, so obey the Bible and look straight before you. God created us for it. He made us. He made you short the way you are for a purpose. If you were tall, there will be some people you can never reach them. Look, 
God made you a Zulu for a reason. If you were Chinese, some people would never receive you. So Bible says God himself has worked on us through Christ Jesus. Why has he done that? He has given us for, for, to, to do certain good works. As a Christian, when any Christian who is born again is chosen by God to do some good works. It is not pleasant to sit in the church born again and do nothing. It is not. It is not God's plan. Actually, if we would take the preaching to its logical conclusion, the selfishness and the self-centeredness in us will all die. Open for me five facts about the call of God. It would, because by nature we are selfish. What do I mean selfish? Selfish is not a bad word though. It's just an English word in the dictionary. Selfish means we think about ourselves. It's not evil to think about yourself. It's only evil to think about yourself alone. I say it again. It's not evil to think about, as I'm coming to church, I've thought about myself. But it is is evil when you think about yourself alone. If we don't, if we would take the preaching to its logic, you've gone too far, it's chapter one or chapter two? Chapter two, please. Thank you very much. If we would take the preaching to its logical conclusion, you will stop just thinking about yourself. There are some things you do because you only think about yourself. Because I'm thinking about you, there are things I could do that I do not do. To this morning, I'm supposed to be in Cape Town because of you, I'm here. Yeah. I'm supposed to be in Cape Town this morning. But I said, look, I've not been to my church for two Sundays. I told the pastor, I can't come. Originally, I was going to, I would have been here. So I would have come. Or as somebody said, I would have came. But since <laughs> Hallelujah. Do, do you get it? So it's time for us to think. If Jesus thought about himself, he would have never come to die. Thought about himself alone, he would have never come to die for us. Most Christians are just thinking of me, my children, my wife, my grandmother, my mother-in-law, hardly, but my mother-in-law. <laughs> No, I have a very good mother-in-law, so I like to. Please. Let's stay with mother-in-law, please. Yeah. But selfishness in us must die. How does the selfishness in us die? By responding to God's purpose for our life. God's call for our life. Jesus said, Matthew 22, verse 14 says, For many are called and few are chosen. Many are called means a lot of people are called. Many are called means the masses of the people are called. Many are called means majority of the people are called. Many are called means lots of the people are called. If we are looking at many are called in this church right now, what it means is that most of us here are called. Yeah, what it means is that if we say all the people on this side are called, but those on this side are not called, we are lying. Because this is not the majority of the people. But we say, these people and these people here are called. That's majority. Yeah. 
Even these people, you shouldn't accept that you are not called. Yeah. Jesus said many people are called. Many people are called. Every church member, you are more, it's more likely that you are called than you are not called. A pastor, I just came to the church four, four days ago. Yes, you are called. God doesn't need one year to call you. He called Jeremiah in his mother's womb. Before he was born, God had called him. God has, had called him. But usually we are deceived. Oh, so what are the pastors doing? What are the pastors supposed to do? What are the pastors? No. The pastors are supposed to train us. Ephesians 4, 11. The pastors are supposed to. Bible says he gave some pastors, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. The duty of the pastor, the duty of myself, your pastor, is to prepare you. To pe- the word perfecting, the perfecting of the means to prepare the saints, to train the saints, to tell the saints that they are called. To tell them, to prepare them for the work of the ministry. Yeah. To prepare you. So my job is to prepare. Many of us pastors are not preparing our members for the call of God on their lives. We are preparing them for marriages, for uh, school, for their burial, and other things. <laughs> and eventually heaven. <laughs> it's like the call is exclusive to only pastors. It's not true. The pastor is supposed to train all the people, all the saints. Who are the saints? Who, when we say somebody is a saint, what is, does it mean? It means somebody who is born again, somebody who is saved. So the Bible is saying that the work of the pastor is to train all the people who are born again for the work of the ministry. For the work of the ministry. I'm giving you five facts about the call of God. And I said number one is that many are called. Many of you sitting here are called. Many. Hey, Pastor, me, yes, you. Hey, Pastor, do you know what I did last night? Actually, it's because of what you did last night. That's why I am very sure that you are called. Hey, Pastor, you know, last night I was at the club. The way I was breaking it down. I don't think I'm the one you are talking to. I don't think that. I don't, I don't think you knew I would be here. That's why you are saying what you are saying. Because last night, Pastor, I don't even want to talk about Friday. Please, my wife, hold this. It is hot. It's hot. Why is this thing not coming off? Look, I don't want to talk about Friday night. Because Friday night, it was red hot. My God, Pastor, if you had seen what was happening, how it was happening, where it was happening, you will never say that I am called. Actually, it's because of what happened on Friday night. That's why I came to tell you that God has called you. God is calling you out of it. God is calling you out of it. God is calling you out of that kind of life. It's because of that. Yeah. When God called Moses, Moses had just killed somebody. You Friday, you just went to make somebody. Moses, he had just killed somebody. Sure. 
said, Moses, he had just killed somebody. Then God called him. You, Friday, you just went to make somebody. You have, you have, you have even added to the world. Yeah. At least. You were added to God's creation. Moses was finishing God's creation. But God, God still called him. He was on the run. He was running away. And God met him. God said, brother, where are you going to? So, I've just killed somebody. I'm running. God said, yes. That's why I'm also looking for you. I've called you. Come. I've called you. Come and work for me. Yeah. Come and work for me. Yeah. God has called many of us. Yeah. My job is to prepare you for it. Number two. Second fact. There's a call for fruitfulness. A pastor, you say God has called all of us. Has God called all of us to be pastors? No. Certainly not. I mean, even I look at some of you, I believe the word of God. No, I believe the word of God. Blantina, how are you doing? I believe the word of God. No. Look, generally speaking, a lot of people don't have this fantastic high calling that God has called all of us to be pastors, to live our lives and no. But God has called us to be fruitful. That's the basic call for every Christian. That's the basic call for every Christian. God has called you to be fruitful. Yeah, called to fruitful. John 15, 16, Jesus said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and I have ordained you. That you bring forth fruit and that your fruit remain. Then whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give. How many of you ask God for things in the name of Jesus? Raise your hand, raise your hand. You ask God for things. You raise, don't be, don't, sweetie, raise your hand. You want to raise this one? Let me help you. Raise your hand. You ask God for things in the name of Jesus. Please, show by hand. Then you are the people the scripture is talking. Say, then whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it. If the scripture applies to you, then the first part also applies to you. Yeah. Oh God, as I'm going to write this exam, please let me pass. You are the one the Bible is talking about. In the, as soon as you say, in the name of Jesus, you are the one. You are the one. God is calling each and every one of us. It's a basic call for every Christian. A Christian who doesn't bear fruit. Perhaps you are not born again. Yeah, recently I heard a pastor say a Christian who doesn't pay tithe. Perhaps it's not born again. I've not seen a scripture that says that. But I can understand. Because if you're a Christian, you will pay tithe. You will honor God. If you say you're a Christian, you will honor God. The same way, a Christian who doesn't bear fruit, I doubt. Yeah, I doubt. It's like a tree that doesn't bring forth fruit. Hey. How do we know which tree you are? We don't know whether you are mango, you are coconut, you are guava, <laughs> you are grape. We don't know what you are. You are just green. Because you are green, we say you are a tree. You could be a snake because snakes are also green. Are you even a tree? Are you even a, and you see like this our tree doesn't bear fruit. It's an artificial plant. Maybe you are an artificial plant. So a, maybe you are an artificial Christian. But a Christian 
you must bear fruit. There's a call. God is expecting us as Christians to bear fruit. To bear fruit. I said to bear fruit. Yes, thank God for the amens. Thank God for the I receive it. Thank God for my things are turning around. And indeed, things are turning around for your good. As for that one, I am sure of it. But God is also expecting from you fruit. There's a call. God has called many of us to bear. In fact, all of us. Once you are a Christian, because you as a, if you are a Christian, it means somebody bore fruit to you. Why does it end there? Why should it end there? Why should it be that after you no more fruit? God has called us to bear fruit. Madeline, God has called you to bear fruit. When I say to bear fruit, not to go to fruit and vet, buy apples and bring to church on Sunday. When we say fruit, it's human beings. Yeah, human beings that as you are sitting in church, one, two, three, four, you are, they are here because you, you gave birth to them. Who invited you to church? Speak in English. Lungani. Yeah. So you are Lungani's fruit. Why should it end there? So you must also get up and be able to, oh, that one is my fruit. Then I go, this, oh, me too, this one. Then it's, it's like a chain reaction. Anybody who doesn't have fruit, maybe today is the first day they are coming to church. Once upon a time, there was a prostitute in the Bible. She met Jesus Christ himself. Look, she, she, was, she, she was so wild. Everybody knew her in the town. She had married five times, in fact, four times. Then the fifth time, she said, you know, when I marry, it's false. So this time, I won't marry. I'll just take somebody's husband and live with her like that. Then she met Jesus. When she met Jesus, Jesus preached to her immediately. She told Jesus, I'm coming. Sit here. Don't go anywhere, Okay. Said here, I'm coming. Then she went to the town. The Bible says when she went to the town, she went to gather all the men in the town. Of course, without any surprise, all the men in the town. Because she was into men. I'm sure all the ladies were angry at her. All the ladies had cursed her in the city. So she went to, the Bible says, she gathered all the men in the city. And she said to them, come see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Then she brought all of them. To Jesus. She did, she was, she didn't be born again for six years. The same afternoon, she went to bring all her friends. How come you, somebody has brought you to the church, your friends are not in the church? You have actually even not told your friends, when your friends are, oh, where did you go this morning? So I was asleep. You don't even want them to know that you went to church. This woman, prostitute, prostitute, I mean, she had slept with every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the city. She went to bring everybody to the church. Everybody. Hmm. Number three. I'm telling you about facts, five facts about the call of God. The first fact is that many are called. The second fact is that there's a call for fruitfulness. The third fact is that some, some people are called in a spectacular way. Some people are called in what? A spectacular way. Wait, brother, find it for me in English. Some people are called in a spectacular way. Good. Acts chapter 9. It says, we are going to read the books a lot. 
It's one of the changes that we are bringing into the church. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell on, he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And Jesus, and the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what you should do. This is how Paul was called. Paul was on his way to Damascus on a work trip. His work was to kill Christians and pastors. So he was going to work, maybe at ShopRite, maybe at Pick and Pay, maybe going to school. He was on a work trip and Jesus appeared unto him to tell him, I have called you. Now, when we read some of these experiences or we hear people share spectacular experiences that, oh, an angel came to me and called me, immediately makes us feel that, hey, they ask for me, they have not... I'm not called at all because I've not even seen a light to now even see Moses and then see an angel, let alone see Jesus. So as for me, how many of you have seen Jesus before? Ah, This big church, nobody has seen Jesus before. How many of you have seen an angel before? Ah, You have not seen an angel before. I'm surprised. You have not, how many of you have seen a ghost before? (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. So many a time when people share such experiences, you begin to feel the hell. No, 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 no. Until Jesus appears to me, I'm not called. Well, I have news for you. I've also not seen Jesus before. I said, no, I'm telling you in English. I've not seen Jesus before. Or you want to hear it in Zulu. I have not seen Jesus before. (laughs) Or Africans. We are more. (laughs) 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 I have not seen Jesus before. To see Jesus and say, oh yeah. Jesus, buy donkey. No, never. Never. So some people are called in that way. Spectacular experiences. Undeniable experiences. But guess what? Some people are also called in an ordinary way. Ordinary way. Ordinary way. Without any visions. Without any dreams. Without any angels. Moses was called in front of a burning bush. A bush that was burning but never bent. And there was somebody speaking in the bush. Look, most people are not called in that way. Very few people are called. Very few people have such dramatic experiences. But most people are called in an ordinary way. Ordinary way. Please open it in. Oh, okay. We are there. First Kings 19. It says, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord 
passed, and the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountain and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in it. The Lord was not in it. After the wind, an earthquake. How many of you would have believed that once there's an earthquake, it means God is moving. He's up to something. He's up to something. But Bible says, and after the earthquake, the Lord was not in the earthquake. <laughs> and after the earthquake, fire. As for fire, there's God. Umlilo, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost fire now. Many, many, many years ago, this church we used to meet next to um, the Sassau garage. YMCA. And we used to pray. Holy Ghost fire! Holy Ghost fire! Holy and I used to wonder, if God answers this prayer, seeing that we are next to the petrol station, and the fire comes down, what is, th thank God he didn't answer that prayer. All of us would have been dead. Clap for God, clap for God. God is very good though. If he had answered that fire, send down fire. Send, hey, next to Sasso Garage. Imagine. But after the fire, God was not in the fire. Where, where, where is it? And after the fire, a still small Many of us, God calls us through a still small voice. Just a still. You come to church on Sunday, your pastor is preaching, he's not shouting, he says, Oh, you are called. That's it. We say, oh, Come and share the burden. That's the call of God. Still small. If you are waiting for an angel to come and tell you, it's like you are going to write an exam and you are waiting for them to say, Start work. No, no, they have said it already, and everybody is writing. You say, oh, no, nobody has said it to me, so I'm waiting. You sit there till time is up. Pam. Yeah. They say, pens down. They say, oh, when did they lift up their pens? <laughs> Still, small voice. When God called Samuel, it was so ordinary that the Bible says, when the Lord spoke to him, called him, he woke up. It was so normal, it was so ordinary that he ran to his pastor and said, Pastor Eli, you called me. Then Eli said, oh, me? Uh, because you have seen that I've eaten, that's why you are coming here. I've not called you, go and sleep. Then he went to sleep. Then God called him again. Then he came, oh, this time I heard it. You called me. Eli said, me? I'm watching television, what do I need you for? I didn't call you, go and sleep. He went to sleep again. Then God called him again. And still the third time, when he had this time, he wasn't even sleeping. He, he wanted to be sure because he thought Eli, the priest was pulling a fast one on him. So he stayed awake. When God called him again, he thought it was his pastor. Why would he think three times when God had spoken that it was his pastor? Because it sounded ordinary, like the way everybody speaks. And when he came to his pastor, then his pastor, he said that, no, 
God is calling the boy, but the boy is not sensitive enough to know. Then he said to him, next time when he calls you, say, master speak, thy servant here. It's after he gave, he heard the same thing that sounded like Eli. Then he said, Lord speak, I'm listening. Then God said, I've called you to be a prophet. Sometimes your pastor will say, come and sing. It's just to bring you into God's call. It's just to bring you into God's call. So, no, I'm waiting for the day an angel. An angel will tell me to sing, then I'll come. And when I come, oh, I'll just be singing, God is working. He's up to something. I may not feel it, but still I'm trusting. God is working. He's working. He's working. I know he's working. He's working. It's working, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people say, oh, just learn this song. Just learn this song. Ow. Ow. I don't like this type of song. As for me, my favorite song is a, is a, is a, is a, is a Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca Malope. It's my favorite song. Well, this is your song that it looks like it's a white man that is singing. I don't like it. I like Rebecca. Listen, me too. My favorite singer is Rebecca. Okay, Rebecca Malope. The one with the... She had the Josie haircut long time before the Miss Universe even thought about it. She's the original. Original. Yes, she's my favorite singer. And I know only one of her songs. Tetele, Inkosi, Inkosi. That's the only song I know for. And the whole song, this is the only place I know. Tetele, Inkosi, Inkosi. Then that's it. Me too is my favorite song. But I give you a song. I say, eh, this song giving him. The English words are too many. The English words are too many. Isn't it an opportunity for you to learn how to speak English? Because over the years, simple English, you can't spoke. And since you can't spoke, it's your chance to learn how to spoke English. Just try speaking it and see, you will be surprised. So just simple way. So, oh, I think we need somebody to be in charge of security. Then you will be chosen. It's all God's way of getting your attention. If you are waiting for an angel, hey, you wait for the rest of your life. And number five, finally, some people are called to their desires. First Timothy 3, 1, the Bible says, if any man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. One of the ways God calls us is through, is through our desires. It's just through, through. You just like coming to church. God is pulling you. You, oh, I think the film stars is very nice. I like to be part of them. God is calling. It's just a desire. He just uses your desire. Some of you, even your desire, you just see a girl. You say, oh, this girl is very beautiful. I think that uh, because she goes to the church, if I come and I tell her, hello, baby. I miss you, baby. I, I love you, baby. I think of you, baby. Baby, baby. Baby, let's baby, baby. She won't listen. So I need to go to the church. Then I'll smile at the pastor three times. Then 
the pastor would he would say, Hello, you are my friend. Then when I asked the girl, he said, Oh, I'm in the church, you see. Let's brotherly love continue. <laughs> Sometimes that's how God calls you. Yeah, that's how God calls you. Once upon a time, please, when I'm preaching, don't preach along. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a sister in the church. And a certain brother saw the sister. Say, ah, this I like. So she, he started to follow her to church. First time when he comes, he will sit in the car. He had dreadlocks. He will sit in the car, wait for the girl after. So he was like the transport, Uber. Uber, Uber church, going up and down. Then one day he was sitting there, the pastor said, oh, why don't you come into the church? Okay, then he came into the church, he sat at the back, so that the sister can finish, and then. Then, time went by. Because I don't have much time to cut a long story short. Today is one of the pastors in the church. Yeah. He didn't know that going to drop the girl, God was just pulling Come on now, 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 come on now. I even know one of our pastors, he actually impregnated a girl in the church. Then the pastor of the church wanted to beat him. So he sent for him that he's going to beat him. So when the guy came, when when, when the guy came, they've heard this story before, don't mind I'm telling you. So when the guy came to church, the pastor finished preaching, made an altar call. Then the guy responded to the Lord. Then the pastor finished all the meetings. Then he called the girl. Said, hey, where is the guy? Where's the guy that I'm looking for? I told you to bring him. Then the girl said, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy. Then when the guy said, ah, this one is the one who gave his life to Christ. You are very lucky. I was going to beat you, but I'll beat you next time. Today, he's one of our pastors. Yeah, God just calls you by your desire. So, the church, I don't know, but even when they are going, I don't know what they are saying, but I just seem to like to go. God is calling you. Amen. Yeah. Oh, you just can't say so. The people are very nice. They like talking to me. I will come again next week. God is calling you. Amen. It's just using your desire. A man's desire makes him. Look, when somebody's in love, you don't need to tell him what to do. One day, a guy asked me, eh, the, this girl, I, the, I like it. I, I don't, what should I do? I said, you are not in love. <laughs> I said, when you are in love, come, let's start. I, I told him, you are not. The fact that you even have to ask me, what should you do? It means you are not. If you are in love, nobody will tell you what to do. That's why God is pulling, is pulling your heart. If you have a beloved, you have to struggle. Call me, talk to me, hold me, uh, talk, buy me a gift, take me to town, SMS me, WhatsApp. He's not in love with you. He's not in love with you. Yeah. Uh, please call me. Put me as your DP. Remove me as your DP. Uh, if he's in love with you, it will come from within. You will need something to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Some sisters are in relationship with stones. Yeah. Have you watched this movie before? Romancing the stone. It's like the stone cannot respond. Yeah, it's a stone. 
eh, when I call it, when I call him, he doesn't answer. If he's in love with you, when he sees your missed call, he'll call you back. Sometimes also it's the opposite. You call and they say, I'm feeling sleepy. She's not in love with you anymore. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I have to study. Look, if she's in love with you, as soon as the phone, even when you have not called, she'll be looking at the phone to see whether you, she, she spent the whole day waiting for the phone to ring for your name to be on it. Sometimes the reason why she doesn't answer our calls is because she's waiting for your call, just in case. Folks, look, God has called many of us. Let's rise up and respond to it. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands and pray for just a second or two and pray that you will respond to the call of God. That you in particular, not your neighbor, not your friend, not your auntie, not your uncle, but you in particular will respond to the call. Lift up your voice and just pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me to respond. I don't even understand what the pastor is saying. I don't even know what it means. If I say I'm responding, what does he even mean? I don't know, but Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me to respond to this word. Help me to respond to this word. Lift your voice wherever you are for just a minute and just pray right now. Mato si pakolaba kemoso kaleba kanto talibo skepaloba. God says, my, my word that comes forth it shall not return to me void. This word is supposed to bear fruit. This word is supposed to bear fruit. You are that fruit that God wants to bear. You are that fruit. You are that fruit. You are the, Pray for yourself. You may not even understand it. You may not even know how to pray. Just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me. I'm willing to obey. Help me. Help me. What am I supposed to do tomorrow? I don't know. But help me to respond to your word. Help me to respond to your word. Help me to respond to your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands everywhere. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for a reminder that many of us are called. Thank you for telling us that we are called to bear fruit. Thank you for letting us know that some people are called in a dramatic way. Thank you for also letting us know that most people are called in an ordinary way. And Lord, finally, thank you for letting us know that we are called through our desires. Help us to respond to this call in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Holy Spirit, empower us that we'll all respond to this call. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said Amen. Say a louder Amen. amen. Wonderful. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Maybe today is your first time. Maybe somebody invited. Maybe you've come before, but you want to make sure that your name is written in the book of life. The Bible says, and the books were open. And also another book was open, which was the book of life. And anyone whose name was not found in that book was thrown into the lake that was burning with fire. If your name is not written in the book of life, you may have come to church so many times. That day when we all stand before Jesus, because your name is not found in that book, you will be thrown into hell. But today, you can ensure that your name is written in that book. 
If you are here like that, you want me to pray for you to surrender your life to Jesus. That Jesus will become the Lord of your life. That your name be written in the book of life. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You are here like that. Lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. Every eye closed, please. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes, please. Pastor, I want my name to written. That lift your right hand. Lift it high above your head. I will pray with you. Every eye closed. There's no need to look around. It's none of your business. Just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want my name to be written in the book of life. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come. Come with confidence and with boldness. Come to me. I'll pray. Come. I'll pray with you. Come. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with Give you. Him your life today. Come to me, come to me. Come to Jesus. Let him have his way. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. so you pray it. Make sure you hear what I'm saying and say it after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them. Keep them. Use them. Fill them with your spirit and use them to your glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I pray for healing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.